You're listening to a sermon from Tyler Christian Fellowship in Tyler, Texas. Find us on the web at tcftyler.com or send us an email, tcftyler at gmail.com. to this time all week long, just gathering together with you guys. Not that I'm not worshiping every day and spending time in the Word every day, but man, there's just something about being in the midst of people whose hearts are all in and going the same direction and just lifting up uh, one another in the Spirit. It's just uh, such a blessing. So if you're a visitor or guest with us this morning, we're so happy that you've joined us to worship the Lord with uh, this expression of His body. And uh, you may not know us, but the Lord knows you, and uh, so you just make yourself at home and let him speak to you, because I know he wants to do that, and, uh, and we're really glad that you're here. We, we just, uh, um, it's just so exciting to have new faces come and worship the Lord, and you know, what we have in common, if you know the Lord, what we have in common is so much, so much more than the things that are different about, about us, because Jesus Christ is the thing that's the the common element, and uh, it's the thing that we love uh, and the thing that we love to share. So we're so glad that you're here today, and you just make yourself at home. Um, okay, so the kids are going to go to children's ministry, so let's pause and pray uh, for them as they go, and uh, I'll pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for these uh, children that you've entrusted to our care. Um, thank you, Lord, that we have a house that's full of activity, uh, full of noise, um, full of laughter. Um, full of uh, uh, needs, uh, Lord, in these kids. And I just pray, Lord, that this would be a safe place for them. Um, But also, Lord, that this would be a formative place for them, that they'd always uh, be able to look back on these days and remember um, how they were pointed to Christ, how they were taught about Christ, um, and how they had a firm foundation laid in their lives. And I pray for those that are working with our kids this morning. I just pray, Lord, that you would bless them, Lord Jesus. I know sometimes it... uh, seems a little tedious, and it seems a little uh, uh, difficult, but I pray for them, Lord, for an extra measure of grace, um, not just to pour out to those kids, but that you would pour out to their own hearts um, as they care and, uh, and lead and guide uh, and nurture these children uh, that you've entrusted to us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the kids can go to children's ministry. Um, before we get into the message this morning, I just want to give you a little heads up about some stuff that's coming. Uh, we're uh, hoping uh, in the new year uh, to be much more involved in our uh, community uh, than we have been. Um, there's several different opportunities that we have. One of them is the Luis Palau. Um, it, we, we used to call them a crusade. It's really not a crusade. It's called, we're calling it City Fest or East Texas Fest. Uh, and there's going to be lots of opportunities for us to serve with other churches um, to, uh, to do some stuff in the community, and I'm hoping that each one of us will find a place um, where we can pour out and where we can serve. Um, this is an awesome place to serve, and it's really important that we do build this house, but if it's just contained within these walls, I think the devil would be happy with that. I think he'd be happy for us to be, you know, just concentrating on what's right in front of us instead of reaching into the, all the different aspects of our community. And we live in a great, great city. I mean, I love Tyler. I'm born and raised here. I've lived other places short amount of time, but most of my life has been here growing up and raising kids and, um, and, uh, and serving the Lord. Um, but we have some challenges in our community, um, and I believe that the church is the answer to those challenges. 
I know that God uses a lot of different things. He uses government. He uses um, uh, nonprofit organizations, and we want to partner with those things. But he's called the church to reach um, the world. And I really feel like that each one of us needs to find a nook uh, where we really feel like that we're doing some meaningful service to the Lord. So that's one thing that's coming this coming year. We also want to raise our profile um, in the city, and uh, this may seem a little bit um, dumb to some people, um, but our signage on the road needs some help. Uh, it's awesome, um, but uh, it's amazing how many people don't know where we are, even when you describe uh, where we are. Um, and if you say it's right across from the Grove, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. I think I've seen that, you know, or something. So we're going to do something. We can't afford to, to replace our sign. Uh, right now, and even renovating that sign would make a, a big, uh, take a, a lot of investment. Um, but there are a couple of things that we can do. So we're gonna, you're gonna notice next week when you come. I think next week or maybe week after next, uh, we'll have some banners out on the road, and they basically are just invitations to come and celebrate with us. Um, and uh, we're also gonna have uh, one that's uh, like right on the road. So we're gonna have multiple signs uh, to direct people. Look, I understand that that kind of stuff is not uh, the answer to what God has called us to do, but it's a supplement to what God has called us to do. Just something to, uh, you know, we have huge amount of traffic that comes up and down. I don't even know how many tens of thousands of cars a day go up and down this road, uh, up and down old Jacksonville. This is just a way for us to say, you're welcome here, that God loves you and God wants you to know him. Uh, and that there's an open door here. And there is an open door, right? I mean, we've experienced that here, that we come in and we find something that we probably didn't expect, um, but what we found is access to the presence of the Lord in a really unique way, and we're just opening the door for that. So anyway, I'm just telling you that ahead of time. I don't want anybody to f be freaked out when they come and they see, you know, like flags or banners uh, out on the road um, directing people in here, and I don't think any of you guys would be freaked out by it, but always helps to tell people ahead of time what's coming, right? All right, so um, we're uh, continuing. It's not actually a series. It's a bunch of uh, sort of um, uh, individual standalone messages. Um, I told you last week, a lot of this, um, you know, I spend time with the Lord every morning. I love to spend time with the Lord. There was a time, and sometimes I go through seasons when it's sort of difficult to stick in the, in the routine and stuff like that, but man, the way that I am now um, I need it. I need it more than I need that cup of coffee, you know. I mean, I can live without coffee, but I can't really live without my being connected to what we talked about last, last week is that third rail, you know, that power, that flowing forth of the life and the heart and the love of God into my life. And uh, a lot of times on, um, in the mornings when I start off, um, this, is, this is the challenge that pastors have is that you hear something from the Lord and you're like, ooh, ooh, that's good. I want to preach that, you know? And the Lord is just like, Joe, will you just chill and just embrace this, you know? Can we just have some time together that's not about you talking to other people, you know? Um, just some private time. And so there's so much that comes out of those times. It's just a, um, it's just a I don't know, a flowing forth, forth of the heart of God and... Um, on, especially at close to the end of last year, there were just some quiet moments that I spent, spent with the Lord that I knew was direction for me that he wanted me to share with you guys. Um, and he wanted me to embrace it. 
first and to just kind of sit with it for a while. And that's what I've kind of done. And these messages that I'm sharing are really intimate um, thoughts and, um, and uh, insights that the Lord has given me personally um, that I hope benefit you. I hope that, that you will find something to um, apply to your life as well. Um, so last week we talked about the third rail, just talked about how it's so important to be connected um, to the Lord, to the power of God, not just to be on the rails, but to be connected to the power of God. We also talked about how serious that is and how, you know, in some ways, if it's not handled right, um, can be dangerous um, for us. I mean, it is a fear, fearsome thing to fall, fearful, fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Um, I think that's from Hebrews, um, but something like that really sticks with me, and I, and I kind of compared the fear of God with the fear of heights. I don't know if any of you guys suffer from that, but I certainly do, and it's not because I'm afraid, you know, of being in a high place. I'm afraid of doing something dumb in a high place is what I'm afraid of, and my fear of God is sort of related to that, is that he's, it's serious business, and he's a loving father, but I don't want to miss what he has for me, and I don't want to you know, um, treat it lightly or um, go about my business in an ignorant way. I really want to see his face, and that's what I'm really encouraging us to do in this season um, as, we're, um, as we're beginning this new year, is just to take a minute, take a step back, and just breathe deeply, and just breathe in, and just, just receive what God has for us. Amen? So that's where we are, and so this week... Um, I want to talk about um, getting there, and I want to talk about uh, navigation, navigation uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Probably should get my notes out. Have a couple of scriptures. I think you can probably guess what the first scripture uh, would be that has to do with this, because it's like a life scripture. It should be one of those scriptures that almost everybody commits to memory. Um, Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. Other translations says He will direct your paths or He will direct you on a straight path. So He's our, our navigator. He's our navigation system. Um, another scripture is um, John chapter 16 verse 13. And this comes from Jesus' um, high priestly prayer or his instruction to his disciples at the Last Supper. So Jesus knows that he is shortly going to be taken out of the world. He's coming back, but he's coming back in a different form, and he's only going to be with them for a short amount of time. Uh, uh, and their relationship with him is going to change dramatically. And uh, he understands that they're going to um, suffer some separation anxiety. Um, as we all would, having walked with him for three years, having listened to his, his audible voice, having seen him in person, having personally um, uh, witnessed the things that he did, and not just the things that he did, but the way that he did them. And he's about to be taken out of the world, and so he's comforting his disciples. He's speaking to them before his own suffering in a way that gives them courage. He says, I'm telling you this ahead of time so that when it happens, you'll know that this is not just random stuff that's happening. That this is stuff that's ordained of God, and I already knew that this was coming, and I got you, okay? So in John chapter um, 16, verse 13, he's talking to them about something that they really had no concept of, and that's something that we, is a, is a reality for us. It's like a, the basic ABCs of what it means to be a believer, what it means to be in Christ, um, and he's talking to them about the Holy Spirit. 
So he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about navigation by the spirit. I want to talk about where we're going and how um, this incredible gift of God that is the gift of God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit and how vital that is um, to you. Um, now, here's my understanding of the, of the way that it works. There's the, um, the indwelling of the Spirit, and there's the, the filling of the Spirit. Now, the indwelling of the Spirit is like a building that is, that is plumbed. So it's got running water, okay? So this, this building has all the plumbing and all the pipes and all the running water. That means that you're indwelt by the Spirit. So the Spirit is within you. But being filled with the Spirit is when you turn that tap on, when it's actually flowing forth. It's not doing any good just to be resident there or just to be there, that it has to, we have to access it. And so that's how Jesus, when he, um, before he ascended, he told his uh, disciples, he actually breathed on him and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And that's like he was putting in the plumbing, in, putting it in place in them. But he said, now, go to Jerusalem and wait until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Until there's a flowing forth that comes. That's a separate experience. When you, are, when you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. But what you do with it, ah, that's another thing. And that's, that's the essential thing, one aspect of it that I want to talk to you about. Navigation is one aspect of the Holy Spirit, but I guarantee you, man, just like any living person, there's a whole lot more to him than just giving us directions as to where to get. He's a comforter. He's a, he gives us wisdom and insight. Um, he reveals Jesus to us, all of these things. But he does give us some direction. That's what, that's what he's good at. So your building may have plumbing, but it's not filled until the tap is open. Now, God has a purpose for your life. Do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going? I hope everybody knows where you're going, right? I'm not just talking about today. I'm talking about ultimately, what is our goal? Where are we going? Heaven, right. And our, our goal determines what we do on a daily basis, right? Um, because if you're, like, if, if you ask some, if somebody asks me, like, how do I get to heaven? I can't tell them, you know, take 69 south until, well, you know, I can give them directions to Stanley's, but that's not going to be heaven for everybody. But, like, <laughs> just joking. So how do I get there? You can't give them like a turn-by-turn -turn description. How do you get to heaven is a person, right? Now, Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples at the Last Supper, um, he said, um, where I am going, you can't go, but you will come later. You know where he was talking about. He was talking about heaven. He was also talking about the cross. And they were like, well, we want to go with you. And Jesus is like, well, you can't go with me. There was only one person that could do what Jesus did. Jesus' destination was Jesus' destination. But each one of us has a similar destination that we will go because he went. And they couldn't understand what he was saying. I'm going to go, but I'm, but, you know, and you can't go, but you're going to come later um, and, and all of this. And, um, and, uh, and Thomas said to him, um, Lord, um, how can we go if we, don't, if we don't know the way? And Jesus answered him. And what did Jesus say? He said, I am the way. I am the way. 
So our destination is a spiritual destination. Our means of getting there is a spiritual means as well in the person of Jesus Christ. But there are day-to-day navigation that's necessary for us. There are week-to-week things, turns and, uh, and detours um, that are necessary to us to get to our ultimate destination. And that's what I want to talk about um, today. Faith turns on the faucet to open the tap for the Spirit to actively work in you and through you. He wants to flow into our life. He wants to flow with direction. He wants to give us comfort and direction and purpose uh, in our life. We have to turn on that tap. The Bible talks about um, the opposite of that, which is quenching the Spirit. And do you know how you quench the Spirit? Now listen. This is not some kind of delicate, like, you know, you have to do it exactly right or it's all going to fall apart. God knows that we're fallible, okay? But there are certain things that we do that increase our ability to hear and our ability to respond and our success in responding to the navigation of the Holy Spirit. Quenching the Spirit is simply taking the Spirit for granted. Number one, it's not seeking Him. It's not expecting Him to speak. It's not expecting any direction in your life. That quenches the Spirit. And then when He speaks, for us just to take it in stride and just like, oh, well, that's one option or that's one thing for me to do. We quench the Spirit when we don't listen to the Spirit and we don't respond to the Spirit appropriately. And if there's anything about this season of seeking the Lord that's important, it's increasing your ability to hear and to respond to the Spirit. So here's the question before us today. Where do you want to go? God made it possible for us to approach him uh, boldly, but he gave um, Israel detailed instructions as to how to do it. He says, do it this way. And if you're, uh, like I'm still in, uh, in the book of uh, Exodus. Actually, I just got into Leviticus. Um, and over and over again, God says, do it this way, lest you surely die. Do it this way, lest you surely die. So the downside was he, he was impressing on them how important it is He dearly wants to walk closely with us like he did with Adam in the Garden of Eden. But we've got to take this thing seriously because we can easily miss. Now listen, if you miss the the fine points of it, you're not going to die necessarily as a result of this. But if your lifestyle misses it, you shall surely die. And you'll have death worked into your life. That's why it's so important for us to be listening to him. Um, So where do you want to go? Now... Um, some people uh, won't remember this, um, but not too long ago, maybe like maybe 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, certainly, um, when you wanted to go somewhere, you would use something called a map. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like I, I used to work, like the job that I had, I was traveling all over East Texas um, to places that I didn't know, finding people that I, I didn't know. I got really good at, you know, taking directions and stuff like that. And I had like an atlas that had like a spiral um, uh, binding on it, and it had every road that was in um, the Smith County or Camp County or Russ County or whatever county I was in. Do you remember that? Isn't that weird? Yeah. So here's the, if, you, if you don't remember that, here's the deal. It wasn't interactive. Like, you could look at it, and you're like, where am I on here? It's not going to tell you. It doesn't tell you, you know, where you are. 
Um, it's just like a kind of a sketch of something. It's not actually a picture of anything. So you can't find any, you know, uh, reliable landmarks or anything like that. And yet we did find our way. Listen, I don't want to go back to those days. I don't want to go back to the, to the uh, picture of, a, of, of something, an artist's conception of some, th- something. What we have today is so much superior to that. Further, here's another thing that we used to do. If you couldn't find something, you had to pull over and ask a complete stranger how to get where you want to go. You don't know anything about this person. You don't know how much they know or how much they don't know. Now, I want to defend myself this morning because I always had the reputation with my wife as somebody who wouldn't ask directions, okay? And that's the re- what's one reason why I wouldn't ask you. She thought it was like male ego, like, you know, he's afraid to ask or admit that he doesn't know. No, it's not that at all. Number one, I don't like to talk to strangers. I don't like to put my, hand, my life in the hands of a stranger that I don't know in, in any way, right? And to prove that I'm not, I have no problem with taking directions, I use my GPS all the time now. So, I'm taking directions. And my GPS is the voice of a British woman. So I'm taking directions from a woman that knows what she's talking about, and I'm following those directions, you know, all the time. But it's, it's GPS. It's like, a, it's such a, such a superior system. And um, I want to compare our walk with the Lord, and especially the ministry of the Holy Spirit with, um, with, the, uh, with the work of the uh, GPS. Now, this is a picture of um, uh, Waze that I use, which is the navigation system. It's really good. gives you a little picture of, you know, icon for yourself that you can choose whatever you want. So, when I, uh, when I get in my um, truck... Uh, all I got to do is punch a button, and I say, um, Waze, um, take me, you know, to work, okay? And I know that's something that I do all the time, but in a minute, I'll tell you why. Um, a lot of times, I'll still use it, even going to destinations that I'm uh, familiar with. And Waze will say, all right, let's take, and it'll tell me the way that we're going to go um, to take it. It begins with, let's get started. I think most of them do begin with that, but I just love it when the GPS says, let's get started. It's like it's, it's so ready to go, you know. It's like, this is going to be something, you know. I can take you where you want to go. Let's get started, right? And I'm like, yeah, let's get started. In order to get started, you have to know where you are. If you don't, listen, if you don't know where you are, you don't know, um, even begin to know how to get there. If you don't know where you're going, this is, um, I think it was the Cheshire Cat, Lewis Carroll said, um, he said, uh, if you don't know where you're going, any way will get you there or something like that. Um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So you've got to know what your destination is, and you've got to know where you're starting um, from. You've got to know really where you are. So let's just talk about that for a second spiritually. Because spiritually, I think we really fool ourselves sometimes. Sometimes we think we're further along than we really are, and God knows where we are. The Spirit knows where we are. That's what some of that testing and trying in your life is about. It's not to prove to God where you are, but to open your heart up to yourself to prove where you are. Have you ever had an experience that makes you realize you're not as far along spiritually as you thought that you were? That's why it's really important, the navigation of the Spirit is really important to kind of focus us and center us so we know where we're starting from, okay? And where we, where we really are. Um, 
And then how, how are we going to get uh, where we're going? Now, I don't want to imply this morning in any way that this is um, something that is as simplistic as turning on the GPS and getting there. It's not that way because it's based on a relationship. And it's based on building a relationship and developing the ability to hear um, the Holy Spirit. The good news is, is that God knows what your challenges are, and He is a really good teacher. He will teach you. As you walk with Him, the longer that you walk with Him, the more you're going to be able to hear and discern and understand the way that He leads you and guides you. You'll also know some certain paths um, that uh, you'll have made some mistakes along the way, and you'll know some certain paths almost by heart, okay? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't need Him anymore. It just means that you're growing, you're maturing, and you're getting better at what you're doing. He's really good at teaching us those things. He's really good at teaching us how to hear His voice and how to respond to His voice. Um, in John chapter 13, uh, again, this is the Last Supper when Jesus was talking to his disciples, you might remember the scripture. It says, Jesus, knowing where he had come from and where he was going, did what? Do you remember? He took a, a towel and girded himself. And he began to wash. And he took a basin with some water and he began to wash their feet. You see, that's the advantage. That's the benefit of knowing where you are and where you're going. It helps you to be centered on where you're, where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Because Jesus knew that he had, where, he had, where he had come from. He had come from the Father. He had come from heaven. He had nothing to prove. He had nothing to convince anybody of. And he knew where he was going as well. He knew that his direction was in, he, he was on his way to glory. So anything that happened on this side was small potatoes. He's not worried about any of this stuff. He's not afraid of any of this stuff. He's not stressed or, um, or, or anxious about that. When the Bible says be anxious for nothing, part of it is knowing who you are and where you've come from and knowing where you're going. If those two things are solidly set, then the destination is going to be doable. It's going to be doable. Um, in John chapter 14, Jesus said this. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. I go to prepare a place, and I will come again to take you to myself, that where I am you may also be. Now, those words are recorded not because Jesus spoke them to his disciples, but because he also speaks those things to us. And he says those things to us. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. It doesn't mean that sometimes we're not anxious, and sometimes we're not sad. It just means that that's not a lifestyle. And that that's something that we pass through. Because we're passing through it to a confidence and to a walk by faith in the Lord. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He said, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. Now, I've spent a lot of time studying heaven. I actually preached a series on heaven one time, and I was surprised at how dry and kind of boring it was, you know? It doesn't seem like it should be that way. But it's like the Bible is not really, uh, doesn't have a whole lot of detailed descriptions of what we're going to experience in heaven. But listen, the Holy Spirit constantly is raising my expectations about heaven. And part of that is somebody that I have or some, some bodies that I have that are with the Lord now, that were once with me. And I don't think they're dead. I think they're more alive now than they were when, when I knew them. I don't think that that's over I just think it's complete. I can't wait to see what they are, what they look like, 
in the presence of Jesus Christ. I have a destination that I have great anticipation. The longer I go on, the more anticipation I have of where I'm going. Jesus said, in my Father's house there's many rooms. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. He's not just building a mansion. I don't know what he's doing. It's going to be awesome. It's supposed to be a big surprise, you know. I don't know what he's doing up there. I know this. I know that I didn't belong there and that he's making a place for me where I belong. If he didn't do what he's doing, and he's talking about going to the cross is what he's talking about. That's how he prepared a place for me. By going to the cross, he opened heaven for me. So it's like some people say, well, it's taken him 2,000 years to build. It must be really, really awesome. It's beyond your imagination, okay? But it's really good to think about. Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many rooms. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you um, that where I am, you may also be. And then he says, you know the way that I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know uh, where you're going. How can we know the, the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this journey that we're on, knowing where you are and where you're going, is all about Jesus. It's all about Him. It's all about the unfolding experience of knowing Him, which also in the high priestly prayer, he says, this is eternal life, to know you. It's not just eternal existence. It's not just breathing, but it's knowing Him. He's the way, He's the journey, He's the life. All right, here's another thing that you'll hear when you use GPS. Redirecting. Trust the detours. Now, again, the, the uh, app that I use um, is really good at anticipating traffic ahead of time. Now, I've learned to use GPS because when I first started using GPS, number one, to my defense, it was not really reliable. It would, in, you would wind up in a cow pasture, and they were like, you have arrived. You know, I'm like, oh, where am I? You know, I don't... I don't know where I, where I am, uh, but I guess I'm here. <laughs> uh, but I have learned, you know, to, to trust it. It's gotten better, right? But uh, I was on the way to uh, Louisiana when I first started using uh, this, uh, this app, um, and it told me to take an exit. And I was just like, I don't think I'm going to trust GPS. I know where I'm going, right? And so I, I kept on, and not a half a mile down the road was a five-mile backup, stop-and-go traffic. If I had taken that exit, it would have redirected me to a parallel road that nobody at that time knew about, and I would, have, I would have skipped all of that and gone on. So here's what I'm saying. Sometimes the Holy Spirit redirects us, okay? Trust the detours. Trust the detours. Um, a pastor told me uh, one time that he'll always remember the first sermon that he ever preached um, because afterwards, he was standing at the door. He was greeting people as they left. Um, and this older man uh, stepped up to him and kind of patted him on the shoulder. Um, and he said, nice sermon. Now back to the real world. You know? And it's like, we think we know where we're going. We think we know. We think this, you know, he pats him on the shoulder like he's some kind of Cub Scout, you know. And I, I don't know, maybe the guy you know, didn't know what he was talking about. But chances are, if we come to the Lord, if we come to the house of worship, if we come to the Word of God, as if we already know this stuff, like I've been around the, the, the barn a few times, I know how this works, then we are going to wind up on a lot of things that we did not intend to. Where the Holy Spirit, if we're listening to Him, and if we, if in humility, understand, I think I know how to get there, but I'm listening to you, Lord. 
Because sometimes he does redirect us. This is not necessarily a mistake. The next one is a mistake. This is not because you've made a mistake. This is because he wants you to experience something or avoid something that otherwise you're going to go through. And he doesn't necessarily want you to go through that. He wants you to suffer as little as possible. You understand that, right? Some suffering is necessary, right? But he's not going to take you through stuff just to make it hard on you. He's taking you through stuff so that you can grow, so that you can learn, so that you can see who you are and where you are. And there's other reasons for detours as well. Um, I had my uh, granddaughters um, spent um, the day with me um, doing yard work um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, so we were, uh, we spent a lot of time, you know, like going get stuff to eat and, you know, and stuff like that, which was awesome. But uh, like when we got in the, in the uh, truck to go get something to eat, um, Evie said, let's take the long way. Isn't that awesome? And we did. We took the long way. We went by a, a house that, I used to, that we used to live in that Caleb had already pointed out to him. And, uh, and, we, and we talked, and we talked some stories about that house. And then we went by another house that she didn't know about, and I told her some stories of that. And we have a photograph on our wall um, at home of, of her dad when he was real little with, uh, with Josh. And, um, and we talked about that. So, look, there's the destination, but sometimes the journey is the point, right? Sometimes he wants to take us the long way. Sometimes he wants us to see some things that we would otherwise not have seen. And sometimes he wants us to experience some things that otherwise we would not have experienced. And that little picture of me driving my granddaughters around is that the journey was not about me. It was about them, you know? Sometimes you're going to be taking detours, not for yourself, but for other people. So that you can show some people some things that, and talk some pe- to some people about some things that maybe they didn't know as well. The Holy Spirit, listen, is a helper, okay? He's not an enforcer. He's not there to, like, he's not the executive branch. You know what, who's the executive branch? You are. <laughs> You're the ones that take the laws and the, uh, and the judgments and put them to work and like enforce them and, and walk them out, okay? He's not going to force you, all right? Which brings us to the next one, which I love. This is what kind of prompted me to start this whole thing, is uh, when, the, when the GPS says recalculating, you know? So there's a lot about that that just uh, is so delightful to me that I just love. Number one, it doesn't get mad at you. No matter how many times you miss that turn, it's not going to say, you idiot, I'm not helping you anymore. (laughs) And neither does the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we project things on God like God's angry with us. He's not angry, okay? Most of the time, our foolish mistakes, if we could really hear Him, we'd hear Him laughing. He'd be like, I can't believe you did that again. You know, you like this? Are you having fun? (laughs) Right? Not angry. Just like, why do you want to put yourself through this? You know, over and over again. So the, so, uh, the GPS, uh, it, I love it because when it works, right, it's telling you before you get there, um, uh, you know, in two miles, um, you're going to, listen, uh, when Becky and I went to Europe, I used this same app in Europe. You talk about where you really need it. In a foreign land with a foreign language and a bunch of roundabouts, they don't even have like, you know, um, intersections. They got like roundabouts, and when you get to the roundabout, you're laughing. Like, this is probably what most of the world has, right? <laughs> but I'm not familiar with it. And it's like at the second street in the roundabout, you know, take a right, you know? 
And really, it's a much more clear way to do it, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm not familiar with that stuff. But it works even in a foreign uh, land, that it's going to be able to tell you, you know, where you are and how you're going to get there. And if you miss that turn, if you miss the turn on, a, uh, on an intersection, you got to go up to the next intersection and turn around. If you miss the turn on a traffic circle, you just go around the circle again. It's, it's, it's genius. Uh, I'm not saying that we should do that, but... Uh, it's a genius way to do it. I just love the utter patience of, um, in my case, on my GPS, this British woman says, recalculating, recalculating, redirecting. We think that anger controls us, but anger is not the way that God controls us. God controls us by proving that he is reliable and he's trustworthy. And he also leads us and guides us because if you've ever missed an exit and then you're looking for how do you get back on track, sometimes it's not because he's punishing you. It's just that it's such a giant pain in the neck and such a giant waste of time. And listen, that is true in your life. The Holy Spirit will give you direction and tell you what to do and how to do it at different times. Sometimes it's just through the Word. Sometimes it's through a a friend or a brother or a spouse, you know, who's speaking into your life. And you can ignore it, but it's going to cost you, right? It's not about condemnation. It's just that it's such a giant pain when you miss it. So that makes you want to listen. It's always possible to recalculate. And I don't, like, I'm not listening to the GPS to make the GPS happy. It's not like I'm, you know, checking the boxes like the GPS is like, okay, well, you got that right, so, you know, you get a gold star. I'm not earning anything, right? And I'm not earning anything from God. God's given me direction. Uh, He can't love me any more than he already does. He just wants us to try to get there, you know, with as less pain as possible and as soon as possible. All right, and then the final one is you have arrived. And I love that. I love that, um, you know, a lot of times I, uh, I leave the GPS on even when I'm almost there because I just like to hear it say, you have arrived. It's like, you know, I've accomplished something today. It's like no, nobody else understands that I need little victories like that where even if it's a, you know, disembodied human voice saying, you have done something good, Joe, way to go, you know, that, that you've accomplished something. Um, and and that's, what, uh, that's what the Lord wants to say to us. Um, I had a um, uh, kind of a little bit of an insight into uh, what this is probably going to be like when we get to heaven um, a few years ago. I ride a, a bike um, for, um, for fun, really, and fitness. Um, and uh, we have a big tour that we do every year, which is really challenging. It takes a lot of work, um, a, a lot of time on the bike. And then a lot of hard work, what, what we call intervals. Um, I use a, a hill that I climb. Um, we call Killer Hill, which I'm glad there's not a worse hill around here, or we'd have to be going to find that one to climb it. Um, this one's bad enough. And um, so I climbed, my, my, um, my workout was to climb Killer Hill 10 times. And this was in uh, August. Um, so I got up early, you know, so it's, it's only in the, you know, mid-80s um, that I'm doing this, uh, but climbing it 10 times. And I climb it... Um, I, I climb it two times sitting in the saddle, then I climb it uh, two times uh, standing on the hard parts, and then I climb it two times standing the whole way, 
and then back it down, climb it two times just standing on the hard parts and then two times in the saddle, and that makes um, ten times. And the last time that I did it, and every time that I do it, especially the first time up the hill, I always am thinking, I can't do this. There's absolutely no way I can do this. That's one voice. And then the other voice is, well, let's just give it a shot. Let's do what we can do, you know. And I have never failed to actually do it, but I have always thought, started off thinking I couldn't do it. Um, but this one time that I, I did it, um, I, it was like at the very end of it. It's like that last one where you're climbing. Uh, it's really hot. Um, and uh, I'm sitting in the saddle, and my legs are burning, and my back is burning. Um, and there's other parts of me that are burning uh, on the bicycle. Um, and uh, just before I got to the top, um, there was a little bit of shade, and there was a breeze that blew up, and it just cooled me off. And I felt such a sense of accomplishment. And I was so glad that I had gone through what I had gone through. And I think that's what heaven is going to be like. I think when we finally arrive there, there's going to be that refreshing, but there's also going to be that sense of accomplishment. That sense that I have done something that was hard and challenging and it pushed me to my limit and I almost didn't make it. But when you arrive, you know that it was worth the journey. It was worth it. It was worth the heartache and the pain. It was worth the difficulties. It was worth the disappointments. And I'm looking forward to that day. Let me conclude with this. A lot of times, I mean, I have had the privilege uh, and, uh, and responsibility um, to minister to a lot of people in a lot of difficult places, um, some of them of their own making, some of them just what life dishes out to us um, sometimes. And one of the things that I can say confidently to everybody that I have the privilege um, to, to minister to, without question, I can say to them, God has a way through this for you. No matter what you're looking at, no matter how much you're responsible for the difficulties that you're going through, God has a way through this. And maybe you need to hear that this morning. Maybe you came in burdened. And maybe you came in this morning um, confused or, or disappointed, you know. You need to hear. God has a way through this. He would never look at you and say, I'm done with you. You're on your own. No matter where you are, even if it isn't something of his making. I keep saying that. Maybe I need to stress that. Maybe somebody needs to hear that this morning. Maybe you're the one that's responsible. Maybe you're the culprit. Maybe you're guilty. Maybe you did this and you deserve this. I want you to know God has a way through this for you. He has a way through this. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to abandon you. He will, he will take you by the hand if necessary, and He will lead you and guide you. Maybe you're, you're expecting like an audible voice, and maybe what He's saying is, I want you to learn how to do some of this stuff yourself. I want you to learn how to make these good choices yourself. I've already talked to you. I've already told you, trust my word and do that, okay? I don't have to tell you over and over again. Maybe that's what you need to hear this morning. Let's just pause and uh, let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts this morning I know the Holy Spirit's knocking on your door because he's always that way he's, he's so persistent and consistent he's so positive you know and he's so determined 
You're not the toughest case he's ever dealt with. I guarantee you that. Let's open your heart up to him right now. Can we stand together? We're going to worship for a minute. And uh, as we're worshiping, um, just I just want you to open your heart up to the Lord. If you need prayer, you come. We'll pray for you. We'd be honored to stand with you and pray for you and lift you up to the Lord. Maybe you need direction this morning. Best way to get direction from God is to put yourself in His hands, not hold yourself aloof. Before, before He ever speaks to you, say, Lord, speak, and I will do it. Speak. I want to hear what you have to say, no matter what it is, and I will follow. He will speak to you. He will lead you and guide you. Let's worship your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love and on and on Yes, it overwhelms and satisfies my soul, and I never ever have to be afraid. This one thing remains. One thing remains. Your love never fails. It never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. Oh, we sing it now, your love never fails, it never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love. Oh, Jesus, it's your love. Set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. A mountain high or valley low, I sing out.
mind, my soul, I am yours. I am forever yours. Your love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountain high or valley low, I sing out, remind my soul, I am yours. I am that I've noticed uh, as a result of GPS uh, now is that like when GPS tells me to take a detour, a lot of times there's a ton of other cars that are doing that as well, you know, and that's what the body of Christ is like. It's like, I know I'm on the right road because I, I can look around and even if it's not the one that I charted or planned, I see a lot of people taking this direction. I see the spirit that he takes us in ways that we hadn't anticipated and that we had, if I thought I knew where I was going, I would have missed it. But I'm listening to that voice, and you guys are listening to that voice, too. So it's not just, you know, one solitary person out there. It's like a procession, you know? It's like a, it's like a carpool. It's like we're all doing this together. I, I pray that you're taking full advantage of that. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the direction of the Holy Spirit. What an incredible gift it is, Lord. And like I said, I know that he does so much more than this. But, boy, he does this so good. And we just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that we have a reliable um, voice. Um, you said there will be a voice behind you that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. I'm just so thankful, Lord, that we have that, that you are actively working in our lives. I pray for every one of us, Lord, that we wouldn't just be, um, like, have the Spirit available, but that we would be filled and being filled to overflowing with the Spirit, that He'd be flowing forth into our lives, Lord, with wisdom and joy and comfort and life and love, Lord, that we would just be experiencing that in greater and greater capacities. And I just pray as the year in the year ahead, Lord, that you would raise our profile in this community. Give us opportunities, Lord, to flow forth of the good gifts that you have given us, Lord, um, to those that are around us, Lord, in this community. Tyler needs this. East Texas needs what we have, Lord Jesus. And, uh, and I just pray, Lord, in the year ahead, you'd give us a vision that takes faith to accomplish, Lord, not just something um, simple and easy and, and doable, but, Lord, help us to dream big, Lord, in our own personal lives and as a church, as a congregation, Lord, uh, to touch more lives with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. If you didn't come on Wednesday this past week, be sure and come this, this week. You'll get a lot out of it. And you'll be blessed. 6.30 on Wednesday.